spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before, good cloudy weather would have saved us, but in its stead was a sultry morning without a breath of air, which bespoke another day of sizzling heat. We had not been on the trail over two hours, before the heat became almost unbearable to man and beast. Had it not been for the condition of the herd, all might yet have gone well, but over three days had now elapsed without water for the cattle, and they became feverish and ungovernable. The lead cattle turned back several times, wandering aimlessly in any direction, and it was with considerable difficulty that the herd could be held on the trail. The rear overtook the lead, and the cattle gradually lost all semblance of a trail herd. Our horses were fresh, however, and after about two hours' work, we once more got the herd strung out in trailing fashion. But before a mile had been covered, the leaders again turned, and the cattle congregated into a mass of unmanageable animals, milling and lolling in their fever and thirst. The milling only intensified their suffering from the heat and the outfit split and quartered them again and again, in the hope that this unfortunate outbreak might be checked. No sooner was the milling stopped than they would surge hither and yon, sometimes half a mile as ungovernable as the waves of an ocean. After wasting several hours in this manner, they finally turned back over the trail, and the utmost efforts of every man in the outfit failed to check them. We threw our ropes in their faces, and when this failed, we resorted to shooting, but in defiance of the fusillade and the smoke, they walked sullenly through the line of horsemen across their front. Six shooters were discharged so close to the leaders' faces as to singe their hair, yet, under a noonday sun, they disregarded this and every other device to turn them, and passed wholly out of our control. In a number of instances, wild steers deliberately walked against our horses, and then, for the first time, a fact dawned on us that chilled the marrow in our bones. The herd was going blind. The bones of men and animals that lie bleaching along the trails abundantly testify that this was not the first instance in which the plain had baffled the determination of man. It was now evident that nothing short of water would stop the herd, and we rode aside and let them pass. As the outfit turned back to the wagon, our foreman seemed dazed by the sudden and unexpected turn of affairs, but rallied and met the emergency. "'There's but one thing left to do,' he said as we rode along, "'and that is to hurry the outfit back to Indian Lakes. "'The herd will travel day and night, "'and instinct can be depended on 
to carry them to the only water they know. It's too late to be of any use now, but it's plain while those last two herds turned off at the lakes. Someone had gone back and warned them of the very thing we've met. We must beat them to the lakes, for water is the only thing that will check them now. It's a good thing that they are strong, and five or six days without water will hardly kill any. It was no vague statement of the man who said if he owned hell in Texas, he'd rent Texas and live in hell. For if this isn't Billy Hell, I'd like to know what you call it. We spent an hour watering the horses from the wells of our camp of the night before, and about two o'clock started back over the trail for Indian Lakes. We overtook the abandoned herd during the afternoon. They were strung out nearly five miles in length, and were walking about a three-mile gait. Four men were given two extra horses apiece and left to throw in the stragglers in the rear, with instructions to follow them well into the night and again in the morning, as long as their canteens lasted. The remainder of the outfit pushed on without a halt, except to change mounts, and reached the lakes shortly after midnight. There we secured the first good sleep of any consequence for three days. It was fortunate for us that there were no range cattle at these lakes, and we had only to cover a front of about six miles to catch the drifting herd. It was nearly noon the next day before the cattle began to arrive at the waterholes in squads of twenty to fifty. Pitiful objects as they were, it was a novelty to see them reach the water and slack their thirst. Wading out into the lakes until their sides were half covered, they would stand and low in a soft, moaning voice, often for a half hour before attempting to drink. Contrary to our expectation, they drank very little at first, but stood in the water for hours. After coming out, they would lie down and rest for hours longer, and then drink again before attempting to graze, their thirst overpowering hunger. That they were blind, there was no question. But with the cause that produced it once removed, it was probable their eyesight would gradually return. By early evening, the rear guard of our outfit returned and reported the tail end of the herd some twenty miles behind when they left them. During the day, not over a thousand head reached the lakes, and towards evening we put these under herd and easily held them during the night. All four of the men who constituted the rear guard were sent back the next morning to prod up the rear again, and during the night at least a thousand more came into the lakes, which held them better than a hundred men. With the recovery of the cattle, our hopes grew, and with the gradual accession to the herd, confidence was again completely restored. Our saddle stock, not having suffered as had the cattle, were in serviceable condition, and while a few men were all that were necessary to hold the herd, the others scoured the country for miles in search of any possible stragglers which might have missed the water. During the forenoon of the third day at the lakes, Nat Straw, the foreman of Ellison's first herd on the trail, rode up to our camp. He was scouting for water for his herd, and when our situation was explained, and he had been interrogated regarding loose cattle, gave us the good news that no stragglers of our road brand had been met by their outfit. This was welcome news, for we had made no count yet, and feared some of them, in their locoed condition, might have passed the water during the night. 
Our misfortune was an ill wind by which Straw profited, for he had fully expected to keep on by the old route. But with our disaster staring him in the face, a similar experience was to be avoided. His herd reached the lakes during the middle of the afternoon, and after watering, turned and went westward over the new route taken by the two herds which preceded us. He had a herd of about 3,000 steers and was driving to the Dodge Market. After the experience we had just gone through, his herd and outfit were a welcome sight. Flood made inquiries after Lovell's second herd, under my brother Bob as foreman, but Straw had seen or heard nothing of them, having come from Goliad County with his cattle. After the Ellison herd had passed on and out of sight, our squad, which had been working the country to the northward, over the route by which the abandoned herd had returned, came in with the information that the section was clear of cattle, and that they had found only three head dead from thirst. On the fourth morning, as the herd left the bedground, a count was ordered, and to our surprise we counted out twenty-six head more than we had received on the banks of the Rio Grande a month before. As there had been but one previous occasion to count, the number of strays absorbed into our herd was easily accounted for by priest. If a steer herd could increase on the trail, why shouldn't ours? That had over a thousand cows in it. The observation was hardly borne out when the ages of our herd were taken into consideration. But in 1882 in Texas was a liberal day and generation, and cattle stealing was too drastic a term to use for the chance gain of a few cattle when the foundation of princely fortunes were being laid with a rope and a branding iron. In order to give the Ellison herd a good start of us, we only moved our wagon to the farthest lake and went into camp for the day. The herd had recovered its normal condition by this time, and of the troubles of the past week not a trace remained. Instead, our herd grazed in leisurely content over a thousand acres, while, with the exception of a few men on herd, the outfit lounged around the wagon and beguiled the time with cards. We had undergone an experience which my bunkie, the rebel, termed an interesting incident in his checkered career, but which not even he would have cared to repeat. That night, while on night herd together, the cattle resting in all contentment, we rode one round together, and as he rolled a cigarette, he gave me an old war story. They used to tell the story in the army that during one of the winter retreats, a cavalryman, riding along in the wake of the column at night, saw a hat apparently floating in the mud and water. In hope that it might be a better hat than the one he was wearing, he dismounted to get it. Feeling his way carefully through the ooze until he reached the hat, he was surprised to find a man underneath and wearing it. "'Hello, Conrad,' he sang out. "'Can I lend you a hand?' "'No, no,' replied the fellow. "'I'm all right. "'I've got a good mule yet under me.'" End of Chapter 5「It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. "'What do you do when you win?' 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.